0: Oh, I didn't realize it was going live. It's live. I was it button. live? I, I, hit, I, no, I Shoot. Oh, your screen messed up. People are going to know you have a green screen. No. Uh, oh, should I do the intro? Should I do the intro? Welcome yeah, back to it. everything EOS, the longest running EOS podcast. We are here in social quarantine with Eve LaRose from number two BP on EOS. EOS Nation. Uh, but to be honest, we got so much news to go through. I, I it's think, insane today how much good news uh, we have, Zach. I, I do got to show for the likes, the comments, the subscribes. I, everyone watching's already subscribed, I assume, but you got to smash those likes. Uh, traffic's been down. The market capitulated, liquidated. Uh, right after our last episode, the market dumped really hard. <laughs> and,
1: uh, uh, we, it we was pretty get- bad, Zach. I think it was what you said. I think you scared away some people there. So let's tone it down a little bit, but let's smash the likes.
0: Yeah, we got help with gonna the, the whole YouTube algo, man. The more you like yes. it, the more you comment, the, the more people are going to see it uh, in the suggestions whenever they're watching other videos. Hopefully, they'll get into an EOS wormhole and get suggested this video here. Uh, but we, this, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. So we since it's our show, we're going to talk about our stuff first. We <laughs> got to talk about our stuff first. <laughs> <laughs> I like let's, that. Let, let, let's go with the X Nation. Uh, X Nation EOS Liquidity Pool. I'll get it up on the screen. You
1: explain it. Awesome. So yeah, so X Nation is a partnership between uh, Bancor and EOS Nation. We won a, uh, a Bancor grant uh, several months ago to basically help them expand the uh, Bancor smart contracts. So the idea of liquidity pools with Bancor, um, if you're not familiar with that, uh, it actually is the engine that's running the RAM market on on uh, EOS as well uh, but essentially it's kind of like a peg think about it like a relay and um, what it does is that you're able to put two assets one on each side one is the DMT token bank course token and the other one is whatever project uh, in this case oftentimes it's the project operators themselves so the developers themselves they'll go and put their project and what that does is it gives access to liquidity for that particular project think about it like your own mini self-exchange in a way you're just adding an extra place where people can go uh buy and sell your token and the more liquidity you have uh then the better it is because then you reduce slippage and what that means for for people who aren't really familiar think about when you want to go buy a token or you want to go you know you like a token because it's got utility you want to use it and you're like hey i want to buy a hundred dollars worth of this token and you go somewhere and there's not enough liquidity and so the hundred dollars actually cost you $150 or whatever because there's so much slippage. Or let's say the token is trading at a dollar. Well, by the time you actually put in your $100, the last token that you bought, you paid $1.50 for it or whatever. So with these Bancor liquidity pools, you're just adding more liquidity into the ecosystem. And what's really interesting about the, the way uh, that we're doing it and basically how we were, you know, the partnership that we formed is that it gives the possibility for projects to create their own pairing but then to anybody else to then go and add. So for example, Zach, if you like a particular project and you want to add liquidity to it, you can. And then that reduces the slippage for that particular project. If you're bullish on that project or you like that project, and then you're able to then get a portion of the fees based on uh, how much liquidity you own in that pool. So if you own 50% of the liquidity in that pool, then you're going to get 50% of the fees accumulated by that pool. Now, why it's even more interesting and why this is so important is it's DeFi. It just adds more DeFi onto EOS. The more DeFi we have, decentralized finance, the more arbitrage opportunities we have. The more arbitrage opportunities we have, the more bots We have making these trades between different platforms, Mm -hmm. collecting those micro gains here and there, giving fees into the platforms, but then raising the whole liquidity pool for those projects. More liquidity pools, that means that you as a user, if you want to go buy or sell a particular token, then you get less slippage. And so it really completes that circle. It really adds to that that, that back and forth that exists.
0: And it's super, super good. You're going to lose some people. Some people think exchanges are evil, but liquidity is king. Everything has to do with
1: liquidity. Of course, without liquidity, you can't do anything. So if, if I've got a project and let's say I'm really bullish on a particular project and I want to go buy some tokens, if there's no liquidity, I'm going to be paying out of the wazoo for whatever it is. So even if the token has a particular worth, if there's no liquidity, it doesn't matter. One of the reasons why EOS is so strong is because we have so much liquidity. So when we look at EOS, you know, and I don't know what the position is, but let's say seven or eighth position, even during this, this downturn, we're at at least a billion dollars worth of market cap. What that does is if you want to buy, you know, $5 worth of EOS, you're not denting the East system at all. So $5 of EOS, you'll, you'll pay, you'll get pretty much bang on, no slippage, what $5 will give you. But then the more liquidity, if you, have, if you want to buy $50,000 worth of YAS, you're still good. If you want to buy $100,000 worth of YAS, you're still good. When a project doesn't have liquidity, you don't have the capacity to be able to do that. So even if you do have investors that want to come in and want to purchase the tokens or applications that need the tokens, they can't if there's not enough liquidity. And so, so- liquidity is incredibly important. That's a function that the exchanges provide, uh, as well as large investors, as large as market makers, et cetera.
0: So, I'll just pull up real quick before we hop off. There is.
1: And now with X Nation, you're also, as an individual, able to provide liquidity
0: into a particular pair. So, these are what's on the screen here is the EOS projects that basically created the liquidity pools. Yeah.
1: So, you've got like, let's say, Boyd. Boyd is a great example. Boyd uh, adds liquidity to their, you know, so right now the ratio is at 50 50. The way that the court contract works is that it's it's a peg of, let's say, 50-50, so it's a one-for-one one in a way, um, and then as liquidity gets removed out of one of the two relays, so if, 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 let's say, BNT token goes down because a lot of people want to buy or want to get the BNT token because they want to sell the boy token, then that peg starts moving in one direction. And then it, it wants to, it always wants to rebalance. And so the cost of the boy token will then go up until somebody says, whoa, there's an opportunity there for me to go get the boy tokens at a cheaper price. So then you're going to buy boy tokens that you're going to give BNT and that's going to refill the relay there. And so that balance is basically what a, a Bancor relay is.
0: All right. So I think a lot of people know what Bancor is, but there's no question that they know what this next, next exchange is. I said, we we're going to talk about our own stuff, but we're going to skip a few topics and we'll get back to it. Uh, and I'm talking about, we had a big voter shakeup today, a major, major voter shakeup on EOS. So, yeah, so go down
1: and
0: then we're going to go through a couple
1: of these, um, because I just remember that blocks shows you the last 24 hours, right? And so some of these started happening more than 24 hours ago. Mm -hmm. So if we just look at the first page, EOSphere plus 20 million token, uh, plus 20 million votes node, uh, node one plus 30 million HK EOS actually got a full 40 million. DAC, 40 million, Lines 30 million, Brazil, 30 million, 42, 30 million, Titan, 30 million, uh, Sweden, 40 million, Cafe, 40 million. Uh, so
0: let, let, let's get these into- These are all the that you
1: guys recognize, right? Where, where these are, are these votes Where'd the votes come from, Eve?
0: Where'd they come well, from? They,
1: they come from Binance. They come from Ooh. Binance. They come from an exchange. And they come, again, we've, we talked about, I think it was on the last show, Zach, where we talked about the exchanges have the opportunity Right? The more large players we have in the ecosystem, the more they can provide balance to one another. And they all have different ways of wanting to do things.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and Binance has chosen this particular way of voting for these types of block producers, which uh, typically are the ones in the West that we recognize the most because yeah. they're,
0: they're what we call Western block producers. So as you see on your screen, I just clicked EOS DAC. EOS DAC is one of the block producers that have been here since the start, one of the Genesis BPs. Everyone knows Michael Yates. And- and Luke and everyone there, but they're falling out of paid positions. And we're going to get into the WPS. They, they were out of paid position. Uh, and with the new WPS, which we'll, we'll talk about in a second, everyone that is in a paid position gets a seat at the table. So we have all of these new Western BPs getting seats at the table for the WPS, which is removing even more potential risk for English speaking people. And you look at who's voting, who are these new votes on the EOS DAC? I'm on the EOS Authority site right here. Binance Prox 1, Binance Prox 2, Binance Prox 3, 4. All these different accounts adding millions. 40 million in. votes.
1: 40 million votes. So not only does it add, obviously, to the pay position of the block producers, it also pushes them well away from that pay threshold um, position, right? So somebody like Dak, who was out of paid position just 24 <laughs> hours ago, is now well above the pay threshold. Mm-hmm. They're, They're good. They don't
0: have to sweat every day. Because whenever you're a tweener, like, I, I... I I don't check blocks every day. I'm sure the block producers do, but um, I would always see like teams, like great teams like EOSphere. HK EOS was pretty far down, I think recently. And now these producers that I've, I, I whenever I ran a proxy, like these are the people I would vote for. Uh, they're the people that the nation proxy votes for. And I already so that's basically who I'm voting for anyway. But now they all have seats at the table for, for the WPS, which yep. is our next topic, because yes. there's been some updates to it since the last time we talked.
1: Yeah, there's been some updates. And just going back as well to Binance, Binance has actually been vocal about the WPS. They've been in the channels. They've been talking back and forth. Uh, I think the, let me just plug it in there. Zach, do you know by any chance what the link is? It's a. Uh, uh, right. t.me so it's, there's a telegram channel t.me to, to access a you know telegram channel and it's mm-hmm. eos wps uh, so it's the official wps channel the wps general discussion channel and uh, binance has been active in there here and there, talking about you know what they think they would be able to do with the wps and how they'd be able to participate and essentially with the voting shift that we've seen they've now helped some teams or like uh, I, I don't know how many that is 12 or, or Thirteen teams or so a secure position so that they can remain in a rankings to be able to participate in this WPS and these are teams that typically the Westerners associate with they, they know of they, they can communicate with they you know, they're using telegram they speak the same language similar culture uh, so it's very, very bullish for them so WPS. First update,
0: well, timeout, timeout. We, we time had someone Too fast. We, we, some, so this is a non-sponsored podcast. Nobody's paying us to do this. We're just doing it because we love EOS. But Cam Moshi in the live chat just paid five bucks. So I will call out his uh, paid, awesome. paid message here. Thank you, Cam. Uh, he said, update elliptic curve, cryptography implementation for POS Frog, and EOS yes. V2, implementation progress. I'll even yeah, pop that so, up on the screen for him. Do you know what that, do you know what he's asking? uh no actually i, I do better. know
1: what he's asking and so there was uh there there uh po's is is trying to get um a particular code uh base implemented into uh eos now uh for those who want the actual more technical um i guess description we, get, we of got, what we, got is, to,
0: we got a lot to go through eve maybe can well, you <laughs> can
1: post that uh, but he gave $5, come on. Zan, I know, five all bucks. right, all right. Uh, but you want to probably want to go in the EOS IO, developer channel. And there's some representatives from block one that actually answered, um, and, and gave more information on that because it's not as simple as simply merging a PR and there are more, uh, impl- implications as well as to doing so. So the idea behind POS is that you'd be able to hide your, your, in a way, hide your keys so that nobody knows who made the transactions, Uh there are regulatory implications for that. It's not necessarily something that we want to do. And it also has hard fork implementations for EOS itself. Uh, so, but please go check the EOS IO developer channel. Uh, and big shout out to Cam, obviously, for sending you $5. Yeah,
0: man. I'm rich, man. I haven't gotten a, a sponsored live chat in a long time. Thanks, I don't man. I think I've never <laughs> seen those on this show. <laughs> probably uh, we'll have to show for them
1: <laughs> more often all right let, let, let's get i into don't the- get anything everything would go to zach so if you want to send some I, funds send some to zach
0: i actually got it yeah i gotta actually set it up so i could even receive that i i, I <laughs> that, that's a, that's another issue with uh google and me and a pin number of some sort um but real quick before we get into the wps you just want to yes. give a very tldr on like a couple of the core aspects of it because we had someone in here that said, main issue is EOS has, no, no, no. people are saying EOS is dead, you're dead wrong. Uh... Never mind, I thought I was going to read All right. let's, let's just get back on track. All maybe. right, let's, talk let's get back on track. WPS. So WPS.
1: Yes, you were talking about, so the first uh, MSIG of four was executed the other day. The first MSIG uh, was the creation of the EOSIO.WPS account. Uh, and it passed with an overwhelming support, 34... Uh, approvals 19 out of the top 21 block producers approved uh and i can tell you that it was actually one of the people out of the two that didn't approve is because they were in transit they're actually traveling back to china from the u.s and so they weren't able to do so we tried to wait for them as long as possible but uh after we got 34 34 approvals uh including i think it was four, 15 standby block producers we executed the uh the the uh, the MSIC. and so that first step passed uh we broke down the the implementation of the wps into multiple steps to really give time uh to be able to debate uh, and we saw that for example Brendan and i had a good chat the other day uh publicly on twitter i don't know if you want to pull that up uh, and i really like that because i agree with Brendan. there are some risks inherent to any change that we make on mainnet regardless of the wps but there are a lot of risks to the wps and what Brendan is essentially doing right now is giving us the opportunity to go one by one and address those risks and how we've designed a system in order to be able to mitigate those risks. So either uh, mitigate them completely because there are certain things that have been mitigated uh, compared to let's say previous WPS designs uh, especially because a lot of everything is on chain, so that was that was a core key component of the design. But other things, it's uh, lessen the risk and lessen the likelihood. So when you do a risk matrix, you've got your your how. Uh, How often could that happen? You know, what is the likelihood, or what are the chances that that's going to happen? And then, if it were to happen, what is the risk? So, you know, low, medium, high type of thing. So, Mm -hmm. what he's giving us is the opportunity to showcase how we're we're, how we've thought about this, how we've designed this, and what we've done in order to be able to mitigate those risks,
0: not only the likelihood but the impact as well. We we got JL in the live chat or Steve Smith in the live chat saying, explain some of Brendan's concerns if possible. I think the easiest one to explain that I understood immediately whenever you pointed out was why you chose to do block producer uh, making these decisions instead of token holders. And I think that the argument to that is on point. Yeah, well, there's, I mean, there's a couple of reasons, but I think the one that
1: we highlighted that is the, the strongest, and really this goes back on experience of what we've done on, on other chains and, and designing other WPS systems. But the main one is if you're a proposer, so you've got an idea, you submit your idea, Zach, and you say, I wanna do X. Mm -hmm. how do you go to reach out to that whale that's anonymous you have no idea who that whale is and we've encountered these problems but you do know who your your bp is or you don't you do know who the bps are because they have to be public and those and, BPs are accountable to the token holders.
0: And didn't a bunch of BPs that speak English and were Genesis BPs and generally well-liked people available, easy to reach. They, a bunch of them Perhaps just, got put just into... get boosted up in ranking. Yeah. So interesting. Who would
1: you go reach out to, you know, how to reach out to the, uh, the BPs and these token holders that has large amounts. So we, we did try this. We did try a system where token holders who have large amounts of tokens participate in the system. If you don't include large, let's say you don't do a high threshold and your threshold is really low, well, then, then it becomes very easy to be gained. Or if the threshold is too low, then even just one exchange or one large token holder could essentially veto, either approve anything or or disapprove anything. right? Mm-hmm. So the system as it's designed right now is what we came up with. That is the most, I guess, how can I say what would be the word, the most fail proof in terms of, mm-hmm. of how it works. It, uh, how it uh, aligns the incentives between all parties involved so that you can reach out to your BPs, your BPs are accountable to the token holders anyways. And at the same time as well, there's attention uh, that is required in voting to WPS. So I spend 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year in EOS, but you might not. And so for me, I'm paid in order to be, as a block producer our operations, we, we do get rewarded in order to do this job. So we are incentivized to be able to 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 do this, and if we don't do this job, you can easily remove your votes. I'm So the incentive structure is really what's at the base of this, and we're leveraging what's already on chain. So everything remains on chain.
0: I don't know if I consider this five dollars I made today being paid by EOS or paid by. Uh what's his name again hold on Uh, i just want to bring up another thing so even though this isn't inflationary we could have that conversation another day uh Mm. saeed jaffrey posted something that it it essentially raises inflation by 0.03 percent and that's only what would you say was because it's adding fifty thousand to circulation yeah so so uh, actually, let's, let's back it up a little bit. The funds do not come
1: from inflation. So it's very different. They do not stem from inflation, but they are inflationary. Two different things. And the reason why they're inflationary is that they're taking tokens that are currently out of circulation, the name fees uh, to start with, and they're bringing them into circulation. So they are inflationary. They are adding inflation to the ecosystem. The way that it's designed is that there's 25,000 EOS made available monthly for this WPS the likelihood is that not all of the 25,000 is going to be used. Actually, that's, that's very unlikely because the, um, the parameters that are set uh, are extremely aggressive, extremely conservative. So it's, it's going to be very difficult to get ideas passed. Um, so, but let's say that it, it were to actually unlock 25,000 every month, every mm-hmm. single month, 25,000 gets maxed out and it gets released into the wild. It's 0.03% inflation added on but- top of what already exists. But that's how many the, tokens
0: I mean, did we just burn? And how much inflation did that? 34 burn? million
1: tokens. <laughs> and that removes inflation. Yeah, yeah, it's a joke. Um, uh, and not, yeah, so it's important to know that the BPs, when they burn the tokens, they actually reduce their pay because the amount of pay that you get is based on how many tokens are in the system in total. That's a percentage, right? So the less tokens there are in total, the that, that percentage is now worth less quantitatively. So we're this is not an inflation problem at all. Uh, and these tokens, if they're released in the wild, they add less than what bp in the top 21 makes per month. It's roughly the same as 1BP
0: makes per day, give or take, if the full lot is used. Uh, if people want to learn more about WPS, we did an entire video on it. We addressed the like every show. concern you could possibly have. So just... Check back on on the video from uh, I think two weeks ago on the Everything mm-hmm. EOS channel and EOS Nations YouTube has a great explainer, great landing page for it. Um, but people want to people want to hear about voice. People want to hear about New- EOS New York. So we got to get we got to keep we got to continue here. And I saw you muted your thing. I heard that, babe. I just <laughs> muted because my babe is not happy right now. Uh, so now it's my turn. We talked about Eve and Binance. Now it's my turn to talk about some liquid apps real quick. I just wanted to point out, I, I, we we have a new initiative. So Liquid Apps is dog fooding our own tools here. Uh, we are in the process of launching an Android app and a desktop application built on top of a liquid chain called Kovacs. Kovacs is basically, if, if you guys are familiar with Folding at Home, it's been in the news like crazy. I got this Google News up here. Uh, what what's the size of uh, computation that they're making? You you had to.
1: Yeah, ex- let, let me ex- put. It, I, can, I can't even. Yes, yeah, so I, I. can't even. I don't even know what that number is. Essentially, it had eighteen zeros with a one and a five in front. Uh, it's just an absolutely monster of a number. Yeah. I believe that they now, and I don't have the exact number, but they're now. Uh, if you're familiar with IBM supercomputer, uh, they're now like uh, ten times COVID nineteen right now. Yeah, they're they're now even processing more uh, than that because people are joining in this initiative. And uh, interesting mm-hmm. fact note, folding at home is how yeah. I got into blockchain. The first, first time. So I was folding at home. I was folding proteins years and years and years ago. And when I would first heard of Bitcoin, it was because of folding at home. And it was a similar concept where just give your computing power and maybe you're going to make something out of it. Like these magical tokens are going to appear. They weren't even tokens at the time it's in my vocabulary. But yeah, folding at home. I have to give credit to folding at home for coming into crypto mm-hmm. uh, and-
0: in two 2000- thousand. 10 yeah so Covax is is more than just folding at home but essentially yes. the, the the part of the the protein folding is a fork of folding at home and what it does is it's putting it on this this liquid chain so the entire data set is public and permissionless so basically whenever you're you're completing jobs and doing the work and putting the the results on chain it's on an open permissionless database essential or blockchain And that's one of the key differences is like, if I'm a researcher and I want to use the folding at home data set, I I have to ask for permission. They'll probably give it to me. Uh, But that's one of the key differences there is it's open, complete data set. You could run AIs on it. Uh, There's a lot more to it than meets the eye up front. Um, Mm -hmm. The other thing is scalability of the network. So Uh, This is Greg Bowman. I'm going to pull up a a tweet here. Greg Bowman, he's the director of Folding at Home, which they're basically getting overwhelmed right now. Their servers uh, can't even keep up. Uh, So he says here. So the
1: servers, when you say that, Zag, you mean because they're assigning work, right?
0: Yeah. That's part of the issue. They've got too many people are wanting work. Yeah. So basically their infrastructure isn't able to skip. Like this is like a crazy time right now where everyone's chipping in and contributing. So fooling at home is overwhelmed. So if you, if you want to contribute to this stuff, I know, um, right. I'll get into a timeline in a second, but right now, Boyd, I want to call it John from Boyd real quick because, uh Boyd, Boyd and Talos are already doing something with Folding yeah, at Home. Big they, have shut a, up. they have a team code. So thank you guys for doing that, uh, for holding down the fort while we're getting our stuff together. Um, but there will be an Android app. So basically, you'll be able to just run it on your phone. The, the APK is already ready. I think we're just testing it at this point. Um, but you'll basically be able to just run it on your phone. And that's a little bit different than Folding at Home because even though we forked it from Folding at Home, and uh been supported. Like you can't go into the Google Play Store and find a at home app in there because i think sony took it over a couple years ago then they just kind of stopped using it so that's a key difference is you'll be able to do it on um the android phone and you'll also be able to do it on desktop and like i said the, the big breakthrough here is that it's it's the very first liquid chain it's going to be a complete open data set and with each dsp that's added to the network will block producer slash dsp it actually expands like uh the throughput of the entire system so um i don't want to say too much but we are talking to the folding at home team about this stuff and um we are and it says it in the blog article so there's no secrets here but we are talking to individual researchers uh research companies to actually use our data set so when you're doing it with folding at home you know researchers are going to use it but we're, we're going to basically put faces to the researchers for our liquid chain for Covax, and i think i'm really excited to, to see that move forward but I, i'm just it's just fun dog fooding our own tools to be honest um I should probably call out uh, all of the DSPs and BPs that are already uh, running Kovacs because EOS Nations, one of them. Uh, we got EOS USA. Shout out Michael and Clay from EOS USA. EOS Rio, Dapp Solutions. What's up, Jason? Blockstart uh, Ramon Binless? You guys know Multiblock, also known as Airdrop Stack. All of these teams, if, if any of them like spun it up today, I, I might have missed it on my list. Uh, but that was who was producing uh, the last I checked. So uh, shout out to all of you guys, and let's move on to the next topic, uh, which happens to be Shintai, but it, it kind of ties into uh, Liquid Apps a little bit also. Uh, yes. I feel like I'm talking too much here, even though. It's no not, man, that's because you're
1: t- you're on a roll, man. Ooh. Continue. This,
0: this, this feels like one of I, I told you this whenever we were going it's over like this. It's like one script. of the old episodes, man. It's one of the old episodes. It has so much good stuff going on, and I don't I don't want to spend too much time for uh, whatever uh so whatever man the, the DAP, the time. Woo! uh the dap token leasing market is live on the kylan test net from shintai uh yeah. this basically means that if you want to stake for services on the dap network you no longer have will have to buy a, a bunch of dap tokens so whenever you own a lot of tokens this is any token so like shintai is great for i think boyd's on shintai already yeah i think that was the first one yeah um, imagine you want to use a service and you need a, a, a million tokens to stake to EOS Nation for like VRAM or Oracles or liquid accounts. You got to procure those million tokens uh, and then also uh, worry about like the volatility of it. So that, that's one of the key, different, or key advantages of a, a liquid market or the, a rental marketplace is it allows you to use the services, without actually having to own all of the tokens. Then someone who does own the tokens gets to rent or lease them out. The best comparison here is REX. I think everyone watching this knows what REX is. It's essentially giving REX functionality to the DAP network and the DAP token. Um, But that's not all shit. All automated,
1: all on chain. So it's secure, you never part with your tokens. If you're renting them out, you never part with them. And if you're you're leasing them, then you actually never really get them. You just get the resources allocated or you get the, the functionality of the utility of the token. So it's it's awesome. Big I, shout out to Shintai for that.
0: Before we hop off Shintai, I don't wanna, I don't, they've been actually doing a ton of great stuff. I don't wanna just call yeah. out my own stuff. Uh, they released the automated resource management mm-hmm. called Charm. This basically automates, so. If if you're anything like me every month, I renew my recs. Like I buy like 0.1 from the recs every month. And sometimes like I'll go to do something and I didn't renew it every month. So I got to like deal with the manual like re-upping of resources. And that's like a hundred times more complicated whenever you're running a DAP. So what the automated resource management system is it completely abstracts having to manage your own resources from a DAP or from an end user. And it does it all completely on chain for you in an automated way. And then the other cool thing that they're doing is they got this partnership with Cinderblocks, which is uh, like a real estate company. They're going to white label Shintai to uh, use it for uh, their own tools. Let me see where it says it.
1: I'm not going to read all this. It I, got it,
0: I got it up on the screen. You Go guys check it out. It's pretty cool. Points. Real
1: estate on the blockchain is just a matter of time till there's more and more of this. Um, for anybody who's ever gone through the real estate process of either purchasing a property or selling a property, and that's at the residential level, if you've ever done it at a commercial level, uh, there are so many players involved, so many different steps involved, so much paperwork, so many administrative fees, uh, real estate on the blockchain is one of the, in my opinion, one of the biggest use cases that is going to reduce that marginal cost for, uh, all the players within the ecosystem. So I'm super bullish on this. This is 100%. awesome. Um, yeah.
0: And I, I, I thought I was done with Liquid App stuff, but I just wanted to point out that uh, we put cool. out a, a tutorial today. So if, if you're a Dapp developer, which I hope a lot of you are, uh, we just released a, a new tutorial on oracles and using them with Liquid X. So you could use it basically teaches you how to use Liquid X on Talos or Wax, which we talked about last time we were on here. But it, uh, it, it's just another walkthrough tutorial because we've uh, been getting a lot of questions. People want Oracles. People want DeFi on Talos and Wax. So we just put that out today. Uh, what's the next topic here, Eve? Next topic? This is a pretty
1: big one. It's huge. a pretty big one. EOS New York. EOS, EOS New, New York. York. What happened to
0: EOS New York, Zach? You gotta t- I, I got to pull up the shared screen. You, you got to pull it out, <laughs> man. Pull up the
1: shared screen because this is an official post from, from Block 1. Block this 1. That's pretty man. big. This so, is pretty big. So you're going to pull it up? Boom. Boom. Block One. Block One announces new hires to research and engage with public blockchain networks. High-performance blockchain software publisher Block One today announced the former EOS New York founders Rick and Kevin and their team will be joining Block One to help the company deepen its engagement with public blockchain communities, promote ideas to foster open, organized, and decentralized public network operation, and represent its interests as token holder of several public digital assets. What do you think that means? That's, 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 a, that's a mouthful.
0: It is, and it's a mouthful. So I just want to shout out Evan Shepard because I think he might be there and their team. I'm not sure who they mean by their team, but I, I see Evan's name's not on there. I, I don't know if he's part of this or not. I actually never asked. Um, but this is huge because what is... One of the biggest complaints you hear people make about block one that block they one, don't
1: don't say anything i don't know how to reach you i don't know what you're thinking why aren't you talking
0: you don't engage where with are the are community you? where are you what's up with eos gov well who's who was leading who the eos governance leading?
1: yeah who, who, who was put, like the most communicative uh, bp overall
0: consistently reliably as well as as really professionally eos, EOS new york, new york. Uh, yeah. so and they're great writers, great PR. You'll notice if you search EOS New York in your Google News feed, for some reason, a bunch of news outlets picked up this story. I don't think that's a coincidence. Because, yeah, I mean, it's it's a great team to have on board. They know what they're doing. Kevin has a PR background. I mean, some people like make jokes and call him the Hall Monitor of EOS, and it's good. <laughs> now he's the be Hall able Monitor. to of- laugh at yourself. That's all good. Now he's yeah, gonna- Now he's the Hall Monitor of Block One. <laughs> And it, it, it's great. I, I I couldn't be happier for Kevin and his team. I couldn't yeah, be happier for Block one. Uh, and when heos gov, I guess is my question. I hope it's coming soon, so Block one still hasn't voted. but uh, I, I think this is a, a step in the right direction. Uh, I agreed. I think this
1: really showcases as well that uh, block one is putting in resources, they've listened to the community, they're setting up that team, whatever it's going to may be, uh, whatever that may be, or however that may, you know, play out. You've got these people that have been in the EOS community now for two years. They've been a block producer. They've seen all of it at different levels, and then now going to be working at the Block One space and, and with the primary focus of engaging with the community. And, and so I'm. This is and great. This is really some great. of the other
0: complaints about Block One is that they always have their blinders on and they don't see and hear things well. Anyone that's been in EOSIO Telegram for the last two years knows that besides Eve and me and like rob how he used to be like kevin is one of the most active people on telegram you'll ever find he's like everywhere Said too i call it site he's everywhere too there's a few people that i don't know whenever anyone sleeps they don't sleep that's not (laughs) a thing um let's let's skip some things because we talked about eos oh it actually is the next topic diffuse 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 open so let me just read the quote real quick because it Eh, whatever. It, you, you get a block one quote on whatever. your article. Yes, Eric, it's a block one blog post. But the Diffuse blog post also got a Dan Larimer quote. So that's what I'll call out here in a second. Let me share this screen. But yes. why don't you let everyone know what Diffuse is because you'll explain it much better. Than so I. Diffuse, uh, how can I put it in layman's terms? It's a,
1: it's a way to be able to interact with the blockchain data. It's a, it's a very easy way for you to be able to either fetch data uh, or filter through data on the blockchain, on, on the EOS blockchain. I think they also operate on Ethereum as well. And the general idea is there's a lot of data on EOS. And so uh, Diffuse uh, is now open sourcing or has open sourced their protocol uh, or their, their, their tech stack so that more people will be able to actually run Diffuse uh, and be able to uh, open up the, this amazing product. We've been using, the, I mean, we've been using Diffuse for most, if not all of the products that we've built over the, over the years. Uh, and I'm also happy to say that we actually got our hands on the Fuse a little over 24 hours ago, and we've been running the Fuse as well. Uh, very, This is an amazing product, super, super bullish for the long term of this. Um, it's it's basically an alternative, it's a complementary tool to the history solutions that we already have out there. Uh, so, V2 history, kind of the idea of going towards Hyperion, the Fuse is just another complementary to that. Uh, it just opens up EOS to, to crazy levels. Amazing, mm-hmm.
0: amazing news. In the article, I will read uh, one of the quotes. It comes from Dan Larimer, which is amazing yep. that they did a they did a collaborative PR. Like when so when have you ever seen Block One collaborate with anyone in the community? now in one week or two weeks, we got Diffuse open sourcing and having block one. So Dan said Block One welcomes the significant technical contribution from Diffuse, and we plan to closely integrate it with EOS IO and other products. Uh, said Dan, we are also proud that Diffuse emerged from the EOSIO ecosystem and that they share our vision to accelerate the global adoption of blockchains. That's huge. It, it might just be a quote, but it's something that is unprecedented. I mean, maybe maybe I'm just getting excited over something small, but I think I, I think there's more to come. I, I don't have it in my notes, but Block One and their developer portal, they just put out a new landing page for yeah. all of the community tools, which yeah. Liquid Apps was featured on twice for the Zeus SDK and for just the DAP network, Diffuse is on there, obviously. Hyperion. Uh, I don't have it in front of me, so I can't tell you what else is on there. I was uh, had my blinders on looking at my own stuff. <laughs> um, but this is huge. I also want to uh, plug that I recorded an interview with Alec Bourget. I hope I didn't mess that up. I still can't Alexandre say. Alexandre Bourget. Bourget. <laughs> uh, Alexandre Bourget. Yeah. I, I I've got an interview with him. We talk all about Diffuse. How came to fruition and what to expect from here um I, I i said it on the um interview which you'll see sunday i think sunday around lunchtime noon eastern is when i'm planning to publish it um but i, I really really hope that this turns into a voice search because i know you don't have voice Eve, but i do since i'm american um, terrible. but it sucks that we can't search on voice man it's like such a basic functionality i hope an integration with Diffuse. People don't search. understand
1: how difficult it is to search through all the data that's on the blockchain, um, because the blockchain keeps adding blocks, right? It keeps adding data, ongoing, live, in a decentralized fashion. So what Diffuse is capable of doing in an
0: extremely performant way is actually really, really, really difficult to pull off. Um, and that's something you'll hear in the interview. Is Alex made a really good point? So, if you've been following Dan Larimer since. I think maybe the Blocksburg summit was when he first brought it up. Whenever he started going after traditional databases, he's saying like, everyone says like, why do it on a blockchain? Why not just use a database? And, uh, the, the, the key value proposition he's making is that even if a database is that fast, you can't write to a database without a, like, at the same speeds that he's able to with EOS IO in his tests, but that's writing to a database. Uh, block one's focus is writing to blockchain. And I, Alex is gonna explain this so much better than I am. I'm chopping this up, but basically, Diffuse's specialty is reading the blockchain. So yeah. Block One's been focusing on making EOSIO write to a blockchain super, super fast, and Diffuse is focused on reading it and interpreting that data. So um, I'm, I'm not gonna. Oh, Mark Woods is in here. What's up, Mark Woods, VP of Product at Block One, in the chat, in the house. Um, anyway, uh, what was I gonna say? I, I got thrown off here digital maniac what's up man uh what's next topic?
1: where are we at actually the, the, somebody's asking a question here in the chat and we can skip the topic uh, and it yeah. will come back we'll, we'll actually just flip them around if you don't mind because somebody asked what's up with uh let me go back who's aiden pierce and did he help or hurt eos io is he a friend or a foe and i think that that jumps well into if you want to pull up blocktivity on stream um, uh, oh, because yeah, this is, this has been a, a debated topic, uh, you know, especially last year, November, December. Uh, so for those of you who don't know ADOs, it's a, it's a mining contract, essentially where you mine CPU on yours, unused resources. So that if you had a certain amount of CPU allocated to you, because you, you have a certain amount of EOS and you want to monetize that free CPU because you're not uh, that, that CPU, because you're not using it, ADOs, you know, I'm putting it really high level, but ADOs permitted you to do that. But what that does um, is it really tests the, the blockchain. It really stressed, really stress tests EOS. And if we look at blocktivity here, we look at a record the other day, last week at 150 million, a uh, little over 150 million transactions in a 24-hour period. Now, to put it's that insane. into context, if we go down to Ethereum or let's go down to Bitcoin, their record is 1.1 million. In one day, or no, it's less than that. No, no, it should be less than that. Where's Bitcoin in there? My screen is tiny. 1.1, yeah, 1.1 million. But on average, they run roughly 400,000 transactions per day. 400,000 transactions per day amounts to about 150 million transactions per year. So EOS is now capable, uh and I'll get into that in a little bit. But EOS is now capable of processing the same amount of transactions in a 24-hour period that Bitcoin processes in a full year. And we are also pretty much there where we're able to process the same amount of transactions that Ethereum processes in a full year. We're able to do that in a 24-hour period. Damn. Now, without contracts like Ados, we're not able to test that live. There's only so much we can do on a test map. We can't replicate how users will behave, the economics of it, the incentives of it, the, the human behavior. That cannot be modeled. In, in a test net as effectively as in the wild, and ADOs really gave us that opportunity. There are costs to this, though. So for us to be able to process 150 million transactions in a day, that means that, uh, for example, a great example, Yas Canada's Diffuse. They need to store that information somewhere. And everybody who's providing history solutions needs to store that data. That is, at, we were calculating and we were processing roughly, or we were adding to history, a little over four terabytes, uh, four gigabytes, four gigabytes of data per day. Um, and with 150 million transactions, we'd be adding roughly six gigabytes of data per day. There's a massive cost Damn. for the blockchain to be able to do this, right? And so we've turned the power down. So what you've seen is that the record was 115. We could have easily gotten to 150. Um, and how we're doing that, I don't know if you have the other, the, the Aloha maybe is we've all implemented uh, EOS 2.0. We're activating uh, virtual machine EOS VM. Uh, and so we're essentially able to process more transactions because each transaction has a smaller uh, CPU cost. Uh, and so we've showcased that EOS is just Insanely strong, insanely, uh, you know, insanely uh, rapid, uh, and just ridiculous amounts of data can be processed. Uh, and so we've turned that down now because the else is just too strong. Uh, so that we're letting the history nodes and everybody else kind of catch up and figure out how we're going to now be able to store that data in an effective way. And again, once we have it stored, now we need to be able to go read it. So Diffuse as well has had to make some many, many tweaks over the last couple of months to be able to to access and accommodate that level of information. So going back to the question, a those good or bad from my point of view, really good because it's without that, I'm not able to showcase in a live environment that EOS is insanely powerful. And we got into this with the premise that EOS should be able to process pretty much all the transaction that it can be thrown at. That
0: was that I, was the whole point, right? I will add to that that without IDOS, we would have never seen the vulnerability in Rex. Rex is completely getting deprecated within the next year, six months, however long. It, we don't. I don't know the exact timeline, but it, it it's being deprecated for a better, or a different, potentially better model. I hope it's better. Uh, and we wouldn't have known that if it wasn't for IDOS. We wouldn't have known that the eighty percent cap w- was an issue. The other thing is we saw so much innovation. We we found. Blocks IO started offering five free transactions for every account. Most of the wallets started doing that. Most of oh, the applications started pocket. managing that in their operations. On Token Pocket, I could spend a dollar fifty and get like a set number, like a hundred transactions. So I, I was talking earlier about how I was renewing my Rex Rental every month, but on other accounts, I, it was easier to just spend a dollar fifty on Token Pocket. I get a hundred transactions, and I don't have a time limit on those. I just have transactions, and it I just open happen. out of them. Yeah. So like all of this innovation sprouted out of IDOS, and now yeah. IDOS is not an issue. I don't know the exact price no. right now, but the no. other day it was one EOS on Rex could rent you over four thousand EOS worth yeah. of CPU. So yeah. IDOS is not a thing. Like it's not really bottleneck because is the it makes anymore. no more
1: sense anymore mm-hmm. yeah so you can rent with one eos you can rent 4200 eos now for the month uh I, I the incentives a- for edos mining are just not there anymore but the the gains that we made out of it are now there forever and so it and- really forced the network to upgrade itself to really adjust adapt and if the premise is we wanted to be the best performing blockchain Edo's helped uh, achieving us that goal One step level, like one level up or two levels up.
0: And if you ever see any app, like complaining about how it's too expensive on the uh, mainnet, that's bullshit because it's it's complete bullshit. Uh, Saeed said that, uh, I think EOS Gov was where I saw it in Telegram. He said in one month, and there's thousands of users on Blocks.io. and he gives them five free transactions every single day. He spent $20. For all I can of tell those. you that our mining pool, we process,
1: I think, I'm probably wrong with the number, but it's something like 30,000 transactions per day. We pay for the CPU for the users and it costs us peanuts at the end of the month. There's no reason why you cannot rent the CPU that you need in order to pay transactions for your users. This mm-hmm. is an operational cost that you should be able to put in your business plan.
0: And then I, let, me, let me just squash any argument. So. It- people that say that it's still too expensive. That means they haven't been looking over the last like what two months since it's gone down significantly. So they're either not looking or they're just naive. And the other thing is that all of these new tools that or sprouted out of IDOs are available now. So even if you think that you're afraid Rex is going to lock up again, which I, I see very little chance of that. Now we have the Shintai automated resource yeah. management. So if you're adapt, use that instead, then you have, other or you other- have
1: all the portals and all the wallets that have now adapted and they offer free transactions or all the other applications <laughs> that actually survived it. And now they offer free transactions and it's just part of it. And they've essentially abstracted resources out of the user's hands, which was the, always the intent.
0: The Power users US and beta. large
1: token holders might want to know how that works, but the average user should even need to worry. They shouldn't even know that that exists. They just want to use the application.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, someone... Michael Musicians League says, hey, guys, are there any rumors about EO stablecoins? I just want you to ex- t- t- talk about that arbitrage stablecoin thing that you guys have. I had the I had the I had are the, there rumors. There are rumors. Yes, I, I might have started them. I don't know. <laughs> I can <laughs> well, I can maybe start a rumor. I don't know. Should I start a rumor, Zach? Yeah, maybe. start the rumor. So maybe shout out to Michael. By the way, the person that asked this question, shout Michael out to Michael. I I've met, met him uh, last year at Consensus, and uh, uh, so we do before. have two very strong stable tokens right now. Uh, we've
1: got uh, EOS which is, I believe, the most used one, and it, it has quite a bit of liquidity. And then we have um, USDT EOS. Uh, which has, I believe, around six million dollars worth of liquidity, but there's still very little use cases right now. I think their largest user is uh, is actually Token Pocket. I think they have two million or so of that liquidity, and they use it within their platform. Um, WhaleX is also a, a big user of that. Uh, now that we have a new block producer in town, uh, which perhaps is named Binance, perhaps there might be some other stable tokens coming to. Uh, to eos and if those stable Mm. tokens were coming to eos why would that be good zach well it might be good because now you have more again more arbitrage opportunities between different Mm. platforms which means anybody doing DeFi now has more opportunities to do that DeFi. uh but that might just be a rumor i
0: don't know i don't know maybe some people are already working on that maybe just maybe be fantastic then it wouldn't matter like what stable coin you have you could just swap between them it doesn't matter and maybe if you went to xnation.com.io and you looked at the third tab and you saw that there was a stable token exchange. I pulled it up a few times. I was trying to trigger this conversation earlier. <laughs> <laughs> um, So I think someone wants to, so it says U.S. government going to release digital dollars. Then I, I see this in the news. Everyone saw this in the news and blockchain went crazy. They never said I, – I hope they're using blockchain, but they never actually said that. Like I, I just want to – it's a nice
1: title because it's a nice title but yeah is there any substance to it right now i don't know maybe block one those. i don't know i I think the most substance right now is unlimited qe hey let's just unlimited let's print money no strings attached no walls no barriers no nothing like no nothing just unlimited unlimited qe first time in history has your let's just like, showcase that the whole banking system is just a fraud. <laughs> like basically it doesn't and matter. people
0: people are catching on so we're always like the crazy <laughs> people we talk to people outside of crypto and they think we're nuts whenever we're talking about this stuff but I, I kid you not i have had more people ask me about bitcoin in the last week or two than i ever have since like 2017 2018 mm-hmm. i have not had so many people ask me about this bitcoin thing or well, when some people now are starting to make the
1: link it's like wait a minute If they could just print unlimited money and it didn't matter, then why would they pay taxes? Or like doesn't that mean that then you know there's no real value to money? Like, isn't if if they can just print it, wasn't it like isn't it worth something? Can you just print it out of thin air? Yeah, yeah, you can. They've been
0: doing that since 1971. Yes. I I I've made this argument also because Obviously, it's the crypto thing to do is talk shit on all this inflation. <laughs> but the reason you got to pay taxes is because it adds buy side liquidity to the U.S. dollar. Imagine U.S. dollar is another shit coin. You got to have buy side liquidity, and the buy side liquidity is to pay your taxes with.
1: <laughs> there's more to it than that, but sure, I there's know. a function of there's a function of. But no, I think I think people are starting to see they are uh, that when the governments are able to basically just like let's just print money because it really doesn't matter. We're just going to give you more money. And as long as people have the money, then it doesn't really matter within mm-hmm. a closed system. So this is where though there's, it's, it's bigger than just this. So if you understand the economics, if, if I'm a country and I'm the only one printing money, unlimited money, then the other countries who I'm importing or exporting against, then they devalue my currency. However, if the whole world decides to print money, then there the system are. stays the same.
0: Yep. Uh, I forgot figured- right? Who who is his name? Raul Paul Raul Paul. I, 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 uh yes, I know Raul. He's like a Raul. Yeah, he he's like a finance guy. He, I so first of all, I for, like I should have known about him before, but I saw it like he was talking to Bloomer a couple weeks ago, and I, yep. I think they said that they recorded an interview which still hasn't been mm. published. So I'm looking forward to that. But he posted like one of the best moves you can make right now is go long on the US dollar against any other currency because basically everyone's printing money right now and the dollar is going to hold strong against all of them. So not financial advice. the US, yeah, yeah, not financial advice. The US is printing more than everybody
1: else. The US just approved $6 trillion worth of printing, which is the equivalent of the GDP of Japan, which is about 20% of the US GDP yearly. Uh, So
0: it's pretty massive. This is, this is insane stuff. Let's, let's let's do the math. So how many zeros are in 6 trillion here? Six, one, two, Uh, 12 zeros, or is it nine? Yeah. 12 zeros. How many block one ICOs would that be?
1: I know somebody posted the other day that it would be enough to, I think it's like more than 48 times the, the, the Uh, whole market cap of crypto or more than that. It, it's it's a
0: quarter of it's more than a quarter of the annual gdp i remember reading that of the us but yeah it's about
1: i think your gdp in the us is about 20 trillion like 19.2 19.6 trillion that's about a fifth or no sorry is it 19 yeah no actually yeah it's about 30%
0: something like that damn Wow, and we're we're not even on for an hour yet, and we're we have only one topic to go, and that's the one that's topic, the voice news, and we've we've up. gone off the rails, man. I I was I rushing us earlier. I didn't I have know. to. So if anyone no, wants did. to it hear, it was, was good because
1: then there's excitement in the air, it and is, everybody's happy.
0: So this is huge news. It, it it's not new news for anyone who's been paying attention since B1 June, but uh, kind of, kind of, but no. Uh, let me pull it up here. Why don't you introduce yeah. it while I try to get this? So into-
1: Block One announced, or I guess uh, it's now more official, Block One invests $150 million in voice. Uh, and what that does is we all know that Zalatimo is the one uh, that's going to be leading voice. Uh, he's uh, the CEO of voice. And essentially he gets $150 million in order to be able to lead this organization. Uh, you know, this, this subset of Block One voice, this, this flagship product right now, uh, and so he gets 150 million dollars, and it says it consists of
0: 100 million dollars in cash and 50 million dollars in IP assets. So, here, stop here. What do you? Th- so we know that the domain was 30 million dollars. So that's yeah. 30 million dollars of IP assets. Perhaps. What do you think yeah, the I other? Think so, yeah. What do you think the other 20 million could be? I, I like I, I honestly don't know. Yeah. Um
1: i i have no good i'm not sure and you're just asking me this now without me having thought about it i really don't know (laughs) zach i really maybe somebody in the chat has an idea uh, and they can post it up while we keep going on this uh on this particular topic but the the, (laughs) what's bullish about this or because we already knew of the 150 mil right but what's really bullish about this is that and, and it is the quote uh, or I think one of the quotes, maybe from Zalatimo, uh, for the, those of you who have had the chance uh, to read the the article. Did you want
0: me on the Business Insider?
1: Is that where the better quote is? Yeah, yeah. I think the Business Insider is pretty good, but it's it's something about um, one big advantage Voice have has right off the bat. While the plan is to raise outside funding, eventually it's not reliant on external venture capital yeah, funding yeah. with its ag- aggressive growth timelines. And so we've talked about this in the past, actually, uh, Stephane on our team wrote a really, really good quote or a really good little you know, snippet. I think it was maybe two months ago. Uh, or so, and he shared it with, uh, we shared it in Hossos. And the idea is that we gave, as a community, we gave a superpower to block one. During the 2017 ICO rush, they accumulated uh, quite a bit of funds, right, from the, the, from the token sale. And what this does, especially now that we've been in a bear market for a while, is they're able to keep their head down and really, just work on developing the product. They don't have to go out and try to seek more funding. They don't have to go do a Series A, B, C, whatever. Um, they don't need to try and shield their product. They're not trying to do anything other than they already have the operational funds to build the product. Now they just need to build the product. And essentially, Voice starts off with a similar, uh, a similar kind of head start where they don't need to go out and seek some funding. They can just build. They can just develop. And this is from somebody who did that at Forbes. He built so, a whole, a whole uh, digital platform contributor uh,
0: network, like a ri- yeah. like a writer, author yeah. contributor, yeah. contributor network, and the, they're on they- Forbes,
1: and it's yeah. very successful as well, right? Because Forbes is a brand name; everybody knows Forbes, very recognizable name. But now, so many authors go on Forbes uh, as freelancers and write articles, and voice essentially is very similar. So he has the experience in doing this. So him leading this, uh, this product is super bullish. I think.
0: I, I think the other good thing about this PR announcement is that it, it puts this article, like I just had up on the screen, business insider, it puts it in front of like mainstream news outlets, because most people outside of our little crypto bubble here have never heard of voice, never heard of block one, never heard of EOS. But then here you get this article. If they click and read it, they see that it's legit. The, for, the former chief digital officer of Forbes. So that automatically adds legitimacy to what, whatever is going on at voice if you know nothing else you see well at least they got someone experienced at the helm and then the other thing is um uh where in the article was i looking I and that. for those who don't
1: have the article that uh, Zach is referring to in the Everything EOS channel yesterday, I actually copy pasted the, the article because there was a paywall behind the Business Insider. It was a Business Insider Prime. I'm guessing that they were doing a, an A-B test or something like that because I just clicked on the link and it worked. And mm-hmm. so I just copied the actual text for you guys uh, so that you can go and check
0: that out. So I, I also want to point out that the the another great thing about Voice is, and I, I said this whenever Sal was first announced, is Voice has its own CEO, and now mm. this article and all the articles that came out about this, it makes it even more clear that Sal is in charge. So yeah, this is his thing. That means he's gonna hire like I, I pulled up the jobs on LinkedIn before that they're hiring like their own executive team, so their own like professional marketing person. And keep in mind that Voices' headquarters is in New York City, which you're gonna get top top world class talent there. So the 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 I I think the coronavirus is actually slowing down like his probably team build right now because nobody even though they have the money I doubt there's people I, I don't know I guess you could do some Zoom interviews. <laughs> But I'm just assuming a lot of companies are on a hiring freeze right now. I don't know if block one is in that same boat. Maybe not, but they're going to have a powerhouse team oh, there. Apparently not. Yeah, apparently not. <laughs> I, they're probably still hiring people. I mean, they just hired, uh, a, I think the decision. For they just a, hired the uh, US New, York New York team literally like two <laughs> days ago. <laughs> But I think that was like in the. It's like they just made that decision. I don't think. No, of course
1: not. But still, I, I think I don't think that they they're immune to what's going on in the economy right now. But I think they they're are. well positioned. Um, Very well positioned. Right. So they're not immune. They're clearly they're, they're just like anybody else. They're you know seeing some assets obviously go down in valuation. However, from what we know of their assets, large part of it was in Bitcoin. Obviously, large part of it is in EOS. So those have gone down in valuation. But a lot of part. Large part of it was in U.S. Treasuries, and I would assume. Uh, in a way, backed by U.S. dollars, and the U.S. dollar has been somewhat uh, very bullish lately. It's actually gone up. So compared to me, my Canadian dollar, the U.S. dollar went up, I think, fifteen percent or something like that. Uh, and so, well-balanced portfolio, going back to you know doing your proper finances, I think Block One uh, superpower that we gave them, they're they're able to continue operating even during these times, and that's really good for us.
0: I want to pull something else up. So, what um... are you pulling up? Well, first of all, EOS New York's in New York City. So I don't, I don't they said that they're hard for block one. They probably had nothing to do with voice. That's just wild speculation. But the one thing I wanted to point out was, since I was thinking of EOS New York, was I pulled up this old tweet from Brendan back in January. And I shared yeah. this in the Everything EOS Telegram channel, but I'm going to read the tweet for people listening on iTunes. It's Brendan Bloomer on January 20th. He says, dedicated foundations that aid in the marketing and governance of a public network can be a powerful and unifying force for decentralized, iteration especially when held accountable by free market competition and token holder election as opposed to being hardwired uh do you think eos new york is going to be part of this uh because they they were doing the foundation stuff while they're still block producers uh do you think block one's going to roll out the foundation or do you think that needs to be something from the community still the foundation that EOS New York was involved
1: in was a different foundation, I believe, than what uh, Brennan is referring to right there. I think,
0: I think the was name speaking is. Generic. He was speaking generically, I think, in the tweets. Yes. So I don't want to.
1: So if there were to be a foundation, I don't think it's the foundation that EOS New York was a part of last year, which seems to have. Uh, we haven't really gotten any, any updates on that. So I don't think so. Okay. Uh, whether or not Block One is setting up anything for EOS New York, I would imagine so. I would imagine that they're going to facilitate and enable EOS New York. Uh, they, 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 I shouldn't call them EOS New York anymore, but you
0: know who I'm referring to, right? <laughs> Dude, so we're going to call them the team. Yeah, we're going to call them EOS New York for the. They're internally EOS, internal EOS
1: <laughs> New York. Um, so, so uh, the guys, I just call them the guys. So, so they're enabling the guys, I think, to be able to to do better outreach to um, to the community. So however that happens, whatever legal structure that is, whatever name you want to give that, uh, yeah, I think I think that that's something
0: that they would perhaps have on their plate.
1: But it's all speculation. So
0: let's just talk about like some of the changes with Block 1, like everything we talked about today. So we got Bring Me On EOS New York. I mean, Kevin and Rick and their team. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I think at, at the end of January, they brought on Ash Oro, who's very yes. connected in the community, very great mind. You, I know you know him very well also. Yeah. Uh, yeah, before I done? was on this show, I was on his show. <laughs> <laughs> That's true.
1: Uh, oh, we wow. are the, what, a, what a coincidence.
0: Um, what else? So they brought on Mark Woods, who uh, we mentioned earlier. And he's now yep. the VP of product. He's very in tune with the community. Been super involved. I actually met him at the EOS Hackathon in San Fran. And he's a community guy who's part of that team. Uh, what else have they done? The Diffuse. So just collaborating with Diffuse for a, a press release and giving some quotes, like this is all stuff that like never happened before. And in the last couple of months, we've just seen this acceleration of collaboration. Uh, also, the, the community- So what happened a couple of months before then? What changed? I don't, we were all complaining about being disappointed about B1June, well, I think. They paid but- a fine and they settled that part that was lingering uh, beforehand. And so now they can actually move forward. Yeah, so, I mean, Man. this is great, this is too bad. Because to- when your
1: hands are tied and you're in discussions with the SEC, are you gonna start reaching out to the community and creating new initiatives and doing all these things which we've seen they're capable of doing? No, you're just jeopardizing your operations even more. You settle the things first and then you move along. And then during that settlement, there's probably also kind of figure out what they can do, what they can't do and setting themselves up legally in order to be able to do those things. Uh, we 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 are, I think you said it earlier like we're, we're turning a corner or we're heading in the right direction yeah I think so I think we're, we're actually heading in a very very positive direction and I believe that the people that have hung on essentially over the last two years that are still here still watching the show mm-hmm. uh, hit those like buttons and subscribe. <laughs> so those people I think will be heavily rewarded it's not investment advice but the idea is that there's a community that's clearly stuck here throughout those very and i can say the word difficult times um and they're now well positioned to be able to you know take advantage of what a, what, a, what is about to come next
0: hope so uh, D- uh angel digital maniac just pointed out in the chat that uh voice had a zoom meeting so this guy adam uh he's uh, on voice he's really active anyone else on there he hosts these like weekly or bi-weekly like zoom calls which Uh, I'm shaming myself for not have been on any yet, but uh, they just said that Sala was on there, which sounds pretty cool. I wish uh, they had a recording of that. Um, I don't know. I just wanted to point that out. I was was actually sidetracked here. I wanted to pull this up before we end the show. Uh, This is the community developer tools thing I was talking about. So this is the EOSIO developer portal, which has is always getting better. I mean, there's always stuff happening with the uh documentation, but they they created this page and Surge Medalin tweeted it out the other day. Uh, but they're actually like pointing out a bunch of the community tools, and I'm sure that this is just the start of what we're going to see. So you see here we got like Zeus SDK, we got DAP Network Diffuse, Hyperion History, API, Kylan Jungle, all the people that are simple assets, D goods. So basically, even though this is something small to get like this little mention in the official documents, it's actually a really big deal to a lot of these teams. Like every one of these. It's a huge deal.
1: It's a huge every, deal.
0: It's validation of the work that you've been doing for such a long time
1: recognized by the company that created this software.
0: Sometimes at all the highest need, level, like on an official website, on an official portal, it's, it's a huge deal. Sometimes all you need is a pat on the back and someone to let yeah. you know that they're, they're paying attention and let you know good job. And I think yep. that's what we're seeing more of. I mean, keep going back to EOS New York, Kevin. Because he's always going to be Eos New York Kevin. He's like ingrained in the community. So he's actually now. changed his handle, by the way. Now he's at Kev- Kevin EOS. Kevin EOS or EOSIO. Kevin EOS. No, I think it's just it's, at Kevin. I know Eos. it's. Just, I know it's just Kevin EOS. Uh, yeah. So I, I saw that because his name was Eos New York. I wonder what they're going to do with their Twitter account. They should uh, give it to someone. I think everything is uh,
1: is currently like they, even their their Telegram channel has gone to uh, read only. Uh, it's I, I think it's now just a group or whatever. No no posting. So I think during this transition, this is what Kevin said publicly during this transition, they're obviously, they unredged the block producer, uh, you know, they've, they've closed down the Telegram group, et cetera. So there's going to be a transition period.
0: And obviously. I just want to point out, so there was like some miscommunication. I think the article was updated, but when it first came out, there were people confused <laughs> thinking that when block one, like hired this team that they somehow like bought whatever EOS tokens they had left. And that that's completely not true. Kevin's uh, in the Everything is Telegram channel, Kevin they did said, change like, that apparently. But like, think about it. So they, the article even said
1: that maybe Block One was going to use those tokens to vote. EOS New York at the end was making let's say something like 105 EOS per day. Yeah. Give me a break, okay? This, come on, this thats just just failed report. That's just really failed sensationalism report. <laughs> And, uh, but they did correct it, uh, apparently kevin did reach out and apparently they did make those those changes yeah
0: so i just wanted to clear up that misconception because that was just a stupid rumor and it doesn't really make sense and i'm telling you it's false so <laughs> i'm telling you uh, it's false uh chuck mcdonald wants to know if we talked about the high forker steam i'm not i mean i followed we it a little not bit not
1: talk about the high fork or steam yet
0: yeah i don't know if today is a good day to talk about that i'm gross uh, maybe unprepared. we can keep that for another time because they just did it
1: uh they're still uh a lot of the token holders are still powering down. And so it, t- it takes 13 weeks to be able to do so. Um, and so we're still going to be able, you know, we're still going to see kind of a shift of, uh, of uh, uh, tokens shifting from from the previous blockchain to the new blockchain, essentially the fork. Uh, but what his question is, uh, first example of a DPoS community defending itself against it from a hostile type t- cover. And I think, did he ask about whether or not e- this could happen to YOS? I know somebody about, asked about whether or not this could happen to YOS. No, it's a completely different, um, set. So some people were asking, what if, let's say, Block 1 were to sell their tokens?
0: Yeah, okay, so they sell yeah. their
1: tokens. There is no social contract on those tokens. There's, no, there's nothing. It would just be another token holder that would come in. Um, and Block 1, even if it wanted to right now, does not really affect that much, which is probably why they haven't voted until now. They wanted to wait until those tokens that they held were in a position to, should they were to be used, that it wouldn't really affect the rankings. Well, okay. I mean, it can affect rankings, but it won't control the mainnet. Uh, so we're Blunt. in a completely different position.
0: Blomp1 will never like sell their tokens in any traditional sense. I, I see a couple of different ways they could use them. They could one, uh, stake them on behalf of like at like third-party apps or their own apps that they partner with. Maybe give them like a deal saying we'll give you free resources on the mainnet if you build on the mainnet. I could see that happening. I could see um, if they were to sell their tokens. Uh, I this is all just speculation. This Probably isn't going to happen. Uh, but no, a couple. Of, it, no, I know. But no. I just wanted to point out a MakerDAO thing that happened, and we we, we did our, we already funded MakerDAO last week. So Actually, we do it today. T- to add to this,
1: to- Block One doesn't have access to those tokens for ten years, right? Well, so they, every they year, yeah. So they're 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 vested for ten years. So yes, it could potentially happen in ten years where they could sell their tokens. <clears> but just uh, to add to that, even if they wanted to today, they can't.
0: Yeah, and they they wouldn't because the the they don't need the money. And the, the, no, actually, if you go look at their,
1: their asset worth, the 96 million tokens that they have less is worth less than 140,000 Bitcoin by a lot. (laughs) That they, this is Um, a small part of their portfolio. But as an asset, it's 10, not 10%, 9.6 or 9.4% of all of y'all. So it's huge in this ecosystem. But for their asset portfolio, it's actually relatively small.
0: The only reason I brought up selling tokens, I don't want to create FUD or speculation, but I'm looking for the article, but a while back, um, have you ever heard of A16ounce or a- A16 Z crypto? It's Andersine Horowitz uh, nope. company. they basically bought 15 million dollars of maker from the mm. Maker Foundation, and they got it at a steep discount that they could have mm. never bought off of the market. and this is the only way and Block one doesn't need the money like MakerDAO needed the 15 million dollars. but this is the only way and this is mouth. Wow. I've been doing this a long time. This is back in September, 2018. But this is the idea was that maker actually sold and Horowitz some tokens, but it was like a strategic partnership. And I don't want to start speculation. This is just a me wanting to bring up something I remembered. It has nothing to do with block one. But, uh, and going I, back as
1: well to like DECA, DEPOS and the hostile takeover. Uh, one thing to note in steam is that the exchanges were not participating in the voting. In EOS, the exchanges are already participating in the voting.
0: This is We're true. already
1: there. We're already in a time where the exchanges are participating. One big difference is the market cap of steam versus EOS. They are financially incentivized to participate in EOS, which then has benefits as well. There's a lot of benefits there. Mm-hmm. Of course, there are downsides to that as well. There's nothing that's that's you know always one for one, uh, but they didn't have that in steam. And so the exchanges coming in, that was new. That was a new thing. Fantastic. completely different completely different i am not uh yeah i would say that it's a completely comparing apples to oranges not at do all
0: you time. do you think we're gonna get uh so keep talking about US new york and block one here um coincidentally back in the fall they released their governance proposals within 24 hours of each other do you mm. think that there's a possibility that they're going to merge some of the best ideas because there were certain things i liked about both i'm like i love the bonding the bond aspect of dan's But I didn't like the fact that it was uh, not a divisible vote, I think, was the thing I didn't like about his. But yes, Newark was one token, one divisible vote, I think.
1: So there were three pillars, if I recall, in New York. One of them was a WPS, uh, which is now up for voting. Uh, Maybe not their version of WPS, (laughs) but a WPS. Uh, There was one token, one divisible vote, which, if you actually do research, is not a good idea. At all. This is it removes all collaboration. It removes any any semblance of people having to work together, which is extremely powerful and is one of the reasons why EOS is so strong. Um, and if you think that it's going to shift the rankings, no, it will simply uh make the disparity even greater. And we have data, we have tons of other blockchains running on one token, one folk. It just means that each large token holder now just votes for themselves, doesn't need to talk to anybody else, and all the votes are rallied in in one location. So that curve that we have, that some people say it's not good, well, it becomes worse. Uh, And then there's the governance aspect of that, there was a voter inflection point. So perhaps certain something like that could come about. Uh, And then Dan's proposal, I mean, there's a couple of, there was a couple of things in Dan's proposals, but yeah, the pools. I am personally very, um, uh, I'm looking forward to the pools. I would like to see the pools uh, come about, I think it would be really good. Uh, I think they bring, um, yeah, they align incentives, they bring more incentives. However, if the ideas that you think that the pools are gonna change who has power in EOS or who is in rankings, it, it will not. It doesn't really work that way. Uh, and so I think that there we're going to see maybe some merging of ideas. I think maybe we're gonna see some proposals. I think they'll be more active. What that means, how you know, how quickly that's gonna happen, um i'm not expecting anything in the next couple weeks i think it's going to take time before they set up the you know the organization or whatever they're going to be doing they're going to start you know Mm -hmm. conversing with the public and saying what their role is going to be and start getting some feedback but again i'm not so worried about how long it's going to take i'm i'm excited about the idea that that's where we're heading Mm -hmm. we now have the direction of this is where we're going to go more involvement at that level specifically for the mainnet all
0: right Eve. We've gone over an hour. I I usually cut it off in an hour because the traffic just drops off whenever I look at the analytics. But uh, today's just an exciting episode, man. Like the first hour was action-packed. I mean, it just kind of started. Boom, 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 boom. And I I, I can't wait to do this again. I just want to remind everyone I have another video coming out on Sunday. It'll be uh, with Diffuse, with Alex from Diffuse. So check that out. I'm sure Eve will be back next week. I don't know what day yet. Uh, we got to get up. We'll eventually get on a consistent schedule. But man, You're trying to this, get it consistent. Yeah. Uh, this uh, coronavirus really changed things, man. It, but in a, in a good and bad way. <laughs> <It's>,
1: uh, <laughs> I wasn't saying that it's changing things in a good way. I, yeah, sorry. it is,
0: man. My, my, I get to hang out with my wife all day. It's awesome. Oh,
1: I was doing that before. I worked from from home. Look, I work from home. <laughs>
0: Uh, all right, so we close out the show in a very specific way. I know yes. you know how to do it. I so, do know how to do it. So until next time, I'm Zach Gall.
1: I'm Eva the and,
0: and this, this
1: is, is everything EOS. <laughs> Go EOS!
0: Smash the thumbs up. Hit the like. That's the same thing. Leave a comment, whatever. I'll see you guys <laughs> next week.
1: Peace out, guys.